Welcome to American Players Theater Talk Backs to Go. I'm Buzz Kemper, and I invite you to take a walk up the hill with Orange Schroeder and me as Orange chats with director Derek Sanders about APT's production of The Island by Athol Fugard, John Connie, and Winston Entishona. We are here today discussing the play The Island with director Derek Sanders. This is a play by South African playwright Ethel Fugard, John Connie, and Winston Entushano. And it's an unusual apartheid-era uh, drama. And uh, I want to ask Derek a little bit about the background of the play, but also about his background with the play. So you've directed this before, Derek. Uh, yeah. Um, it's been about 15 years since I've uh, directed it. But I directed it in the opening season of a company that I founded called Congo Square in Chicago. And uh, it was our first season. And, um, um, yeah, we did it at the Cultural Center in in Chicago. So, uh, yeah, I did about 15 years ago. It was a different time. (laughs) And a different time um, also in terms of what was happening in South Africa and in America. You had had worked in South Africa. Was that before you directed the play or...? Yeah, I went to South Africa. I went there um, on a cultural exchange. Um, I was directing, um, acting and directed it in piece that went to um, Grantstown Theater Festival. And um, uh, by coincidence, that's where I met um, August Wilson So uh, at that same festival. But I got a chance to know the culture and the, um, the people of South Africa and the art and, um, and talk to some of the actors about their style. And um, it was one of the... Um, um, strongest experiences I've had in my artistic life. What year was that, and and in relation to apartheid? It was '98. So, what was it like in yeah. South Africa at the time? It was still tense. It was still, you know, relatively tense. You know, I think, um, you know, things have uh, things had settled down when they were trying to figure out. You know, they were still trying to adjust with the um, the economics of of South Africa and how that was done, but there was still a lot of, um, resentment and, um, and, um, pain, you know, from the, uh, the blacks and the coloreds and the whites were very, uh, distrustful. And I think, um, I think, uh, you know, the history they were very, you know, proud of, you know, and they still were just trying to figure out how they were going to navigate the, um, their future, you know? Um, so it was an exciting time too. Well, I think that it's hard for us to understand just what apartheid actually meant uh, to the culture there. The play, The Island, when it was first published, uh, did not come out under the name of three different playwrights. And uh, it was published under Ethel Fugard's name. Um, He's a white playwright, although he's known for um, many plays that that deal with the uh, um, experience of blacks in South Africa. But uh, explain that to us, and, and how did it come to actually have three playwrights? Well, um, in the time um, that they did the island, the island um, is uh, basically an experience based on the revolution, uh, the revolution of protest plays that they would do in South Africa during apartheid. So in apartheid, they had a censorship order that they couldn't do certain um, art and music or certain things, and um, but they could do literature. They could do classic literature. So they uh, in South Africa, Greek plays became um, a political protest symbol for uh, a lot of, of 
of the artists of the time, you know, um, and a lot of the political statements because you could perform, you could perform political uh, classic plays and they could still talk about apartheid, still speak about apartheid because it was illegal to, um, to talk against apartheid. Um, Antigone being one of the favorite plays, um, John Connie and, um, and Winston and Toshana decided that they were going to um, do uh, basically the actor style in South Africa is a little bit more committed to like um, uh, committed to like clown clowning, you know, and basically they do storytelling slash clowning. So it's comedy and there's uh, the serious undertones in the storytelling. They take their storytelling very seriously. There's no fourth wall they play in uh, South Africa, so they'll end up talking to the audience, and they'll do a non-structured storytelling, right, where they can change it and they can ebb and flow um, like long-form improv almost. That's the, first, the closest thing in America I can compare it to. It's, it's uh, deeply physical also. So um, it has um, storytelling, stories of improv. So what ended up happening was uh, John Connie and Winston um, did, a, uh, did a show, and they created a show with similar loosely based on uh, improv, and but they could never get it published. So um, the story goes that Arthur Fugard came in and published the island um, with some dramaturgical uh, help from him um, under his name, so the play could get out in the ether because they couldn't publish plays in, during that time. So it was an Arthur Fugard play first, and then John Connie and them were at it later. And. Uh it's being performed in prison. Uh, were John and Winston um, prisoners, or was that just the uh, the conceit that they were using? No, no, that was the that was the conceit they were using at the time. You couldn't even speak about the island. The island was um, um, a prison, kind of like um, Alcatraz, and and it was set away from. But uh, if people went there for political reasons, they were political prisoners. They were supposed to be forgotten about. So you couldn't even speak about that uh, political pre- prison at the time. Um, Nelson Mandela spent um, a large amount of his time um, um, there, as well as hundreds of other political prisoners. And talk about the uh, the way in which Antigone is a symbol for for the uh, experience of under apartheid. Well, uh, at its core, uh, Antigone is about um, is about defiance of a law um, because. Um, because God's law, human, uh, law to humanity, is higher. So it is about political defiance and protest in, in such a way and that you risk your own life. You put your own self at, at risk for the greater good of, of others. And I think, you know, when Antigone buried her, her brother, Polynesis, then um, that became a statement. And I think South Africans... Uh, deal with that because they would burn their passbooks and burning your passbook at that time, the passbook would be like your license, your ID papers and burning your passbook would get you life in prison in South Africa. If you burned your passbook as a political prisoner, um, as a political statement, you would, uh, become a political prisoner because you burned your passbook and there were many protests like that. So you would get you life in prison. And so they identified with the idea of, of, um, of Antigone being sent away and um, to be forgotten, you know, because she did what was right of a man's law, you know, um, 
from man's law, which Creon's law, which was unjust to uh, the memory of her brother and the love of her family. So I think they identified um, um, with that mostly. You know, so they use the island and going away to political prisoner, and that you couldn't speak of them anymore to also symbolize what was going on in um, Antigone. And it was an important political statement, which could have got you arrested. You know, it could have got you arrested. But they they worked that fine line of danger and at the same time being able to make a statement. And in what way is it a play that America needs, needs now? Huh. Well, I mean, with all the protests and the political unrest, and I think the um, the protests that have been going on in Baltimore and um, even in Milwaukee and Madison and um, and um, in New York, uh, the Freddie Gray, the Eric Eric Garner, all these things that have been going on in America, I think you know now more than ever the island kind of kind of speaks to what's going on. The question for me is, is that not, um, not whether is America like apartheid, is whether the will of the people are being met. It, it, it is a question of, uh, if the law is supposed to serve the people, then do killing innocent black men, um, is that the will of the people? And if it's not the will of the people, then how do we protest? How do we resist? Uh, power and oppression against a certain people if uh, these black men keep getting killed innocently again and again and again and again. And I think the island speaks to that. It's one of the reasons I I wanted to do the play because Brenda um, came to me, and I've done the play before, and um, it has such a special meaning to me because, you know, um, it was our first year of Congo Square and um, I got a chance to get mentored under Peter Brook um, during that time, and um, and he kind of guided me through the play. But at this point in America, I thought you rarely get a chance to do a play that speaks to so much to what we're doing now. You usually plays speaks to the bigger ideas, the broader ideas, you know. And you got to search in your personal life, and you go, oh yeah, it could apply to this, 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 and this. But this very clearly talks about uh, the things that are going on in the news right now and how um you as citizens um are are participating and wouldn't you say that that could also be generalized beyond just uh, the challenges of race relations today in terms of being a citizen in the world we face more challenges that are are quite universal about whether we speak up whether we turn turn a blind eye would you say that it has a universal universality in that sense well, yeah. I mean, I think oppression anywhere is a is a threat to justice um, anywhere, right? And I think, um, but in in this case, you're talking about a show with two black men, so it speaks specifically to uh, to racial oppression and racial. Um, it speaks specifically to that and broadly to that. So when you compare what's going on in South Africa apartheid, that was a that was a racially politically um, um, fueled system, and now we got to look at America and say, you know, in what ways is it is it like that? And of course, any play that deals with um, taking away somebody's right or taking away somebody's life speaks to all of it. But in this way, we're talking about directly how it it affects the Black Lives Matter um, 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 campaign.
And uh, this is a, a first for American Players Theater, wouldn't you say? I mean, it's kind of a uh, something. Absolutely. That, um, do you think their audiences are, are ready for it? Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, uh, my understanding of of American um, play and theater audiences is that they are, they love great storytelling, they love great actors, and they love um, 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 profound work. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't be uh, prepared for anything other. This is speaking to the world that they live in. You know, um, so it would is a, st- a great story. It is a classic piece of work. It just happened to have black people in it, and that's not revolutionary. That might have been revolutionary fifty years ago, but um, not now. <laughs> but the storytelling is revolutionary. I mean, it's a different form, isn't it? It is a different form. It is a different form of, of storytelling, but I mean, it's still a, it's still a straight narrative. You know, it's still a classic. You know, um, uh, structured play. So it's nothing that um, um, the type of storytelling is really interested in because the South Africans are just entertaining people, and they have a uh, they they love to tell stories. So there's is deeply engaging and engrossing, and um, I think it might be um, an intense experience um, uh, for most. But um, I think uh, I think. Is going to be on par uh, with anything else you've ever seen in American Players Theater. And uh, who are the actors that are playing John and Winston? We have LaShawn Banks and Chike Johnson. They're phenomenal actors, and doing Ch- an amazing job. And Chike, of course, is playing Othello this season also, so he has... Uh, yeah, yeah, so he has, a, he has a double bill. He has two big ones. Two challenging <laughs> roles and... Uh, yeah. I, I, we're very excited to have you uh, on board for this uh, play at APT, and, and thank you for bringing your vast experience and, and perspective to it. We can't wait to see it on the Hill. Thank you. Talkbacks to Go is a production of Orange Tree Imports, Pro Video and Film, and Audio for the Arts. Your host is Orange Schroeder. I'm Buzz Kemper. Our music is by Steve Tibbetts and is used by permission of the artist. Please find us on iTunes and YouTube under APT Talkbacks to Go. Thank you for listening. <laughs> ¶¶